everybody, my name is John Funderburg, and this is your financial news update for Tuesday, March 5th, 2019. The market is still right below the $2,800 level. And we've highlighted that for over two weeks now. Why is that? Because you have to look at, you can't look at the market on a daily basis, but you have to look at it to where it's trending. And four times it's tried to breach recently that $2,800 level on the S&P 500. And that is a after a rebound of 11.5% from the lows that we had in December of a drop down of 20%. So why is that important? Because if you don't break above the $2,800 level, it's not going to stay here. It's either going to go break higher or break lower. So now it's kind of consolidating. And if it breaks lower, then that creates a trend that's going to break lower. Like, for example, it's highly unlikely that it breaks sharply lower and then rebounds higher again. Wherever way it, wherever way it breaks, that's going to be the trend for the foreseeable two, three, four weeks. So it's important to see which way the market will break. Now, the reason why the market is hesitant or has trepidation is because earnings season has just finished or is finishing up. And earnings is below negative what it was this time last year, the, four, the first the first quarter of last year by just a little, a little over 1%. Now, the earnings projection for second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter is 4%, 5%, and then 9%. Those projections were done before this first quarter. We haven't had an earnings revision from companies yet, so those projections still stand. If those projections begin to go lighter, and earnings is predicted to be a lower earnings than it was projected, then it's going to be hard for the stock market to continue to go higher, paying higher prices for assets that aren't growing as it should. And we could be entering into a earnings recession, not an economic recession, a earnings recession. An earnings recession is two or more quarters where, you have, where you're reporting negative earnings. So how do you position your portfolio, your 401k, your 403b, and all of the above? What you do is you look at what is your equity to fixed income allocation, meaning what percentage is your portfolio is invested in equities and what percentage it is invested in fixed income. Fixed income meaning U.S. Treasuries primarily. So if I were you, I would look at your 401k portfolio and I will have a higher percentage, maybe 55 to 45 or 60, 40 for maybe even high 70, 30 for the next six, 30 to 60 days between um, fixed income and equities. So, and if you have a investment account and you want to diversify your personal investment account, I suggest looking at um, fixed income ETFs like TLT, which is really good, really popular, high liquidity. That's that's investing in treasury in a twenty year twenty year treasury, I believe. Sorry, ten year treasury, I believe. So <clears throat> you you want to begin to get defensive on your portfolio by looking at utility companies, maybe by maybe um, lightening up and going a higher percentage of cash, maybe. So these things you kind of want to look at because. If the market begins to cut lower, it's not going to just cut lower by a couple percentage points. It's going to be a dramatic drop, and that and that could be a long-term negative effect on your portfolio. But the market is giving you time to try to get defensive. Now, I'm not saying totally sell everything you have. I'm simply saying 
be prepared for a lower trending market over the next two quarters, primarily because the earnings of these companies that we're paying for aren't are lower are lowering their earnings expectations. And if they lower the earnings expectations, then the asset price for those companies may be lower. So we have a bullish sign for the market. The 10-year actually went up from 265 to about 275. That is a bullish sign. I'll be the short-term one. Oil is still hovering around 55, and gold has taken a slight pause because I think the dollar has gotten stronger. There's been a lot of conversations about strong dollar or weak dollar or a president trying to talk about a weak dollar. The weaker the dollar, the more it juices the economy because you're able to trade and buy things from other countries at a lower price or the value that you have is lower because the dollar is weaker. And we had to have a whole nother video about weaker dollar, stronger dollar, and how that affects the economy. Can't do that here, it'll take too much time. But this dollar has been stronger and getting a lot stronger lately. A strong dollar is a sign of a strong economy. For example, some, some economies, the, their dollar is so weak that you might pack a gun for like three, for like $3 million. I mean, that's too weak. Or some economies, this, the dollar is so strong that a pack of gum might cost uh, might cost thirty cents, but to earn that thirty cents is you might have to work more hours to earn that thirty cents because that thirty cents is more valuable, and so it's just everything. A stronger dollar means less purchasing power. To put it in a nutshell, a stronger dollar is less purchasing power, but too weak of a dollar is negative when it goes too far the other way. So this is the financial update for Tuesday, and we're right right at the $2,800 level. We haven't really gone anywhere. The week started higher and dropped right back down. So we are still, the opening prices, we are still lower from when the market opened on March 1st. So March is technically trending lower, albeit not that much lower, pretty much flat, but it's technically flat to low. This is your update for today. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you.